1: Dr. Rubenstein is the founder of 57th Street Chiropractic, located in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, where he has been practicing since 1993. He specializes in pediatric and family care, and Dr. Rubenstein is a long-standing member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He has been serving as an executive officer for the New York Chiropractic Council. For his hard work and dedication, he was selected as the recipient of the Beacon Award, which is the highest award given by the New York Chiropractic Council, also known as the Chiropractor of the Year for New York State. He also serves as board member of Friends of Fresh and Green Academy, a nonprofit organization that does extensive charity work in education in Ethiopia. Dr. Rubenstein is widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the U.S., and he's also a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, Staying healthy this summer. Hello, Dr. Rubenstein. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great today, Liz. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing great also. Thank you so much for joining me. So, it's easy to become dehydrated quickly in the hot sun. What are some tips to stay hydrated, and what are some signs that you are becoming dehydrated?
0: Well, That's a fair question. Um, Dehydration basically occurs in the body when the amount of water leaving the body is greater than what's being taken in. Um, The body is very dynamic and it's always changing and its needs for water will be changing, um, you know, depending on the seasons, where we are and and different types of situations. But we're going to lose water routinely when we're just breathing, right, because the humidified air is leaving our body. When we sweat to cool the body or we urinate or have bowel movements to get rid of waste products, Um, you know, so generally dehydration is happening when we're expelling or getting rid of more water than we're taking in. Um, And in a normal day, a person has to drink a significant amount of water to replace this routine loss. Now, in summer, it tends to be hotter and we're more active and the hotter it gets and the more active we are, the more we're going to sweat. So we're going to start to deplete water. So we will start to see, you know, dehydration happen. Similar things can happen up at altitude as well. Um, when you're up at high altitude because the air is colder and drier, it's actually going to take more of the moisture out of your body. And then if you're exercising at altitude like skiing or hiking up at altitude, um, you know, when you're out there, it, it can really have a much more profound effect. So it's very important to plan ahead to take extra water with you when you're doing all your outdoor events, um, especially when you know you're going to be sweating and and it's going to be hot um, and stress will also affect your fluid management. So, you know, we encourage athletes and people who work outside to replace fluids at, at a rate that equals the loss and most importantly replacing things with clear liquids and then things that replace electrolytes, not having soda or these other types of things.
1: Okay. And from jumping off diving boards to playing beach volleyball, it's easy to get hurt while enjoying summer activities. What are some basic
0: tips for people to follow if they suffer an injury? Well, you know, the basic thing after any injury is to get checked out and make sure it's not something serious. So there's an acronym for any type of sports injury called RICE. You might have heard of it, Mm -hmm. and it stands for REST, ICE, compression and elevation, right? Which is the basic first aid. You know, you want to make sure that there's nothing serious going on and then that's basically what what you're going to be doing. Once you get injured... Depending on what the injury is, you would either need to seek medical attention. Obviously, if there's a broken bone, you don't want to be going to a chiropractor's office. Um, you want to you know, go to a medical doctor or an orthopedist. But for sprains and strains, injuries to the spine, back aches, neck aches, these, those type of things or just improving all the general health and resiliency of your spine to prevent injury. It's great to see a chiropractor, so you should be getting checked before and after any type of intense activity. Um, You know, Joe Montana, a very famous football player for the 49ers, he used to get his spine checked before every game, you know, to make sure that his spine was in good shape and resilient so he didn't get injured. But obviously, if you got injured or you take hits during a football game, getting checked after would be a great idea. So it doesn't really matter what you're doing or what time of season it is. You should always be getting your spine checked periodically, just like you get your teeth checked periodically to make sure there aren't any problems and that things don't get progressive in nature. So we're always looking to make sure that our spine and our nerve system are healthy because the healthier our spine and nerve system are, the healthier we are. And where bodies are strong and more resilient, they're less likely to get injured in the first place. But should you get injured, Check with your chiropractor. If your chiropractor thinks that it's an injury for the orthopedist, they'll make sure to make the appropriate referral.
1: Okay. And people often wonder why they get sick in the summer. What are some common summer colds or infections? And is there anything we can do to prevent getting them?
0: Absolutely. Well, the first thing is, um, it's kind of interesting when they talk about summer colds and things like that, and people think it's so odd, but the truth is that colds are caused by viruses, not by the weather. So they can occur any time of year, right? They're more common during the colder months because the virus is able to spread more easily in cold, dry air. But um, they're they're relevant. You know, the bugs that make us sick, they're around all the time. They're ever present, and you know, people tend to be more active and a little bit healthier in the summer. Plus, they're not as stressed in the in the winter. In the winter, you're not getting as much um, vitamin D. Um, You know, so people tend to have more trouble there because they're not getting the sun to activate the vitamin D and things of that nature. Um, But, you know, the things that I tell people is to just, you know, get adjusted, get your spine checked, eat well, rest, get plenty of fluids, exercise. And you really want to think about how your immune system works. Remembering that your immune system is 100% controlled by your nerve system. Your immune system will not work if your nerve system can't tell it what to do. Typically, what chiropractors see are people with subluxations or misalignments in their spine that are irritating their nerve system, and if your nerve system is irritated, it's not going to do as good a job as a clear nerve system. So, someone who has irritation in the nerve system, it might slow down the immune response and they might be more apt to get sick. But... Typically, the main reason is because, again, colds are caused by viruses, not the weather, and they're just easier to transfer in the cold, drier air than it is in the summertime.
1: Now, for those traveling long distances this summer, what are some good tips to
0: follow to feel as comfortable as possible and stay healthy during the trip? Well, that's a good question, and, you know, sitting, you know, traveling for long distance is kind of the same rules as sitting at your desk, and I—and we might have had a conversation about that in the past, but sitting for long periods of time has been shown to carry significant health risks. Um, I actually read a study somewhere where they said sitting is the new smoking. Um, mm-hmm. So if you spend a lot of your workday in a car or a truck, you face the risks um, of both, you know skeletal issues and spinal issues you might not be able to change your driving time but with a few changes and some planning you could really improve your health in spite of how much driving so one of the things is planning your trip properly if you know you have an eight-hour drive you might want to plan two stops and get out and walk so maybe planning a stop at a museum that might be along the way get out of your car for an hour walk around and break up the trip might be a really great way to take care of that. So, you know, you get out, you walk about or bring a picnic lunch and, you know, stop at a nice roadside spot, Um, plan your trip, you know, maybe throw a Frisbee after you get out of the car and move around. It will stop the blood from pooling in your legs, relieve pressure in your lower back. So planning a stop for a picnic or any type of break or a museum is a really great idea. Um, there's a lot of prevention things you know people who drive a lot have a high risk for back pain, likely related to sitting with inadequate lumbar support, so you know doing exercise, making sure your spine is strong, using um, back supports in the car, changing your position, being able to switch drivers um, but you know routine lower back you know muscular stretching and strengthening along with abdominal and core strengthening can, you know, improve the strength and help the spine withstand the stress on the lumbar spine that might, you know, be put on by long tips or you know, long trips or driving, but exercise is important, you know, avoid fast food when you're out on there, you don't want to just go grab something and then eat it in your car, take some time, sit out at the picnic, you know, sit in a picnic, you know, area at a roadside stop and just, you know, stand up and walk, you know, those are the things that are important, Um, you know, spend the time, you know, and that's really what's going to get you where you need to be, Um, you know, and a lot of people who drive for a living, truckers and stuff, are, are smokers. You know, and that applies to everyone, not just drivers. You know, cutting back on cigarettes or giving them altogether is going to improve, um, you know, your overall health and, and lower the risk of any chronic medical conditions like high blood pressure and heart disease.
1: Okay. And lastly, is there such thing as too many hot dogs and ice cream cones for one summer? And do you have any tips on making healthy choices while on the go or at another barbecue? (laughs)
0: that's a pretty funny question to ask too many hot dogs or ice cream well i I guess if they're high grade organic ice ice creams and and high grade organic hot dogs that are grass-fed beef um (laughs) i don't know but we all know that everything in moderation is important you can't just live on a diet of hot dogs and ice cream because that wouldn't be Mm -hmm. good for anyone but you know summer is here and with it you know, does come that prime barbecue season, and barbecue shindigs mean, you know, good company, good vibes, good food, and good friends. But if you're really trying to be eating healthy at summer cookouts, it does seem like a challenge, so it is a good question. Um, You know, and that's because usually, you know, the barbecue mainstays tend to be loaded with salt and fat, sugar and calories. However, there are plenty of different options that you can enjoy if you're trying to watch your sugar intake, want to lose weight, or eat healthier. And the best part about it is... You know, you have control over that because if you invited me to your barbecue, I'm going to be, what can I bring? And then I might bring some healthy choices, you know. And another thing that's important is, you know, people deprive themselves of the foods that they really love. Eat, you know, when they're trying to lose weight and be healthy, you can still eat some of those foods that are fatty and high in calories. You just need to learn how and to motivate and, you know, moderate them. So, you know, enjoy a serving of, you know, favorite dish, but focus on on sticking with portion control and try and just pick one of your favorites, not having each, you know, one at every cookout. Save, save the rest for the next cookout. Choose a lean protein. You can try and fill your plate first with like half of it with raw vegetables and fresh fruit so you can't overload your plate. And the fresh fruit and, and, and the, the vegetables will, will fill you up. Beans, Corn going bun-free, you know, making um, kebabs with lots of vegetables and just a little bit of protein on there, or a little bit of meat or a little bit of chicken will be better. Um, making, you know, sides like if you made um, coleslaw using a vinegar-based slaw instead of, you know, using mayo. So there are just millions of different health choices that we can make, but, you know, bring your own food, bring a couple of items, and, you know, do the best that you can. You know, look, summer's for enjoying, and everyone falls off their diet or does different things, and, you know, as long as you eat healthfully, you know, five or six days a week, going off the tracks one day a week shouldn't really put a big wrench in your gears. So with some planning, preparation, and, you know, just using your thinking cap, you can make some better choices and really, you know, avoid all the the excess food and excess calories that summer brings.
1: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Rubenstein. I know you're extremely busy, so I want to thank you for your time and your help today. You got it. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with Dr. Greg Rubenstein, you can either go online to www.chiropractormidtown.com or call 917-534-6484 to schedule an appointment. On behalf of our entire team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts.
0: You've been listening to...